Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. Let's go. The, the Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you, wherever you are, whoever you are. I'm super excited to have you again for another episode of The Oliver Perry Show. Today, we have another illustrious guest, and she is a beast in real estate, and I'm going to allow her to give you some of the gems that she's learned along her path, and I'm looking forward to it. Before that, let's get into this. Are you starting your journey into real estate business or entrepreneurship? Are you in need of strategies to help you reach your daily goals? That's right. Then the Oliver Perry Show is for you. Come and get the experiences and strategies to help you be successful. And now, your host. You know who it is. Oliver Perry. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I would like to introduce to you Miss Cindy Byler. Cindy, how are you today? How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure and honor. I'm super excited to have you on. Uh, just another one of the great people from the AWAM crew. Um, I'm super excited to have her on. So, Cindy, I'm going to give you a quick two seconds. Matter of fact, yeah, let's give a quick two seconds. I want you to give quick background, and then we're going to hop right into it. We only got 30 minutes, so I want to use every bit of it. Yes, sir. Okay. My name is Cindy Byler, and we're actually recording on Veterans Day. Hey, hey. I am a real estate uh, investor. I'm also a military spouse. We uh, uh, live in Texas at the moment, moment, but we invest in our hometown area in upstate New York. Uh, Our primary method is the Burr method. We've been doing this about almost three years now. I've learned a lot along the way, um, but I'm super grateful that this opportunity has ultimately allowed us choices and freedom in what we do. So that's a quick. I love it. No, that's good. That's good. Down and dirty. All right. So let's get into it. Cindy, what's your mission in the real estate world? So initially, um, real estate was more of a means to an end to me. Um, But as I got going, I realized that actually I got a lot of satisfaction from doing it and I, okay. my mission sort of morphed along the way. So our mission is to buy houses that are in need of love or TLC in our, homes, our hometown area okay. and add value to them, usually deep value. And then we find um, renters who can then appreciate it and help turn the houses into homes. So, um, it's just so satisfying to be able to go into your hometown and take the eyesore of the streets off and provide nice housing for people within our hometown community. I like it. I like it. That's a smart, smooth and easy way to make a really true impact, particularly on the hometown. Like that's something I've been thinking a lot about is how can I go back home? Oh, good grief. How can I go back home? and really make an impact on my community there. There's one thing you mentioned that kind of that caught me off guard a little bit, and I've never heard. You said your renters appreciate the value. How are the renters appreciated? Because we always hear we always hear the appreciation, the appreciation, the appreciation, and you're just kind of sitting on it, but I've never heard anybody use the term renter appreciation. How does that work? 
So it's important to me to provide housing that can be appreciated by our tenants. I grew up in this hometown. My husband grew up in this hometown. We're high school sweethearts. And I remember the ambiance of the area. It's just a small one-stop light town. And it's so easy to get caught up in feeling unworthy and that you don't have a greater purpose in life and that you, you don't deserve the nice things. And unfortunately, the housing in the area shows that too. And so many of the people who live there, sadly, they accept it. And, you know, thankfully being in the military community and moving all over, I've realized like, that's not normal, nor is it okay. So I want to go into our hometown and challenge the status quo, raise the standards and, and show them like it doesn't take a whole lot to turn a house into a home. Right. And so, you know, I honestly do have the tenants in mind when we're doing it. Let me get a pow pow for a second. <laughs> Out here putting in the work. I love it. That's that's um it's awesome that as you're talking, it always goes back to the community. It always goes back to not you as the owner, but back to your client who is the renter. Right. The person who's the tenant in the property, because those who are not necessarily taking care of the tenants, it doesn't always pan out well. Matter of fact, it normally doesn't pan out well because the tenant is going to trash the the property, is going to destroy the property. And now you're going to be right back at square one. So you focusing on it like that is awesome. With you saying you guys are going to go your big objective and main mission is to go back home and really lay down an impact. What's the one feeling of that small town? one stoplight town that you what's the yeah how do i put it how how do i ask this question give me a second y'all okay here we go what's the feeling you what's the main feeling you want to bring back to that one stoplight town i want to bring back the feeling of worthiness (laughs) um you know we have a purpose in what we're doing and i just want our tenants to feel like they are worthy of a nice place to live um, no matter their background. So, so let's go deeper into that. How do you make someone feel worthy of a property that, that they have? How do you do that? Well, let's just go back to COVID times, right? Right. You're stuck in your house and you're looking around and you're thinking, man, this place is so small or man, this place is too big. It's too much for me. Like your home is what you're surrounded by every single day. Absolutely. And when you walk in, you're going to get this this feeling. Mm-hmm. And I want them to to feel like this is this is home. In our hometown, this is another part of it. A lot of people who live there don't have the opportunity to be homeowners. Right. Um, I think ultimately we would love to get an you know, transition our business into a way that like we're doing rent to own. Um, But in the meantime, we are giving them the chance to make the house a home too. Um, So we want them to own it as well. So for example, one of our tenants, um, she grew up Amish, (laughs) again, going to the, the small town and she's really, she loves her plants. And so when we were, you know, doing the burr strategy and making the outside look nice before the appraiser comes, I gave her a hundred bucks. I'm like, hey, can you go to Home Depot and, you know, pick up some some shrubs and some flowers and and make a nice little flower bed? I'm telling you, she she got out all the rocks. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It was beautiful. Like, I don't know how I am not the who in that situation (laughs) at all. Right. But I tell you what. 
a lot of people in that community, they're like, that is not the same house. It is gorgeous. And I'm, t- and part of that is the flower beds in the front that my tenant did. It's not like I'm asking her to do the plumbing, right. <laughs> but when I, when you allow them to have some ownership over the property and have a, a play in it all, you know, even as something as small as that, they can really feel good about it. Okay. So it sounds like a lot of it is giving them the opportunity to shine in whatever way, shape or form you can provide that opportunity in. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, giving them something to be proud of, not just something that I've created over like the last however many months it took to make happen, but also, you know, they, they're a part of the journey as well. And and it really is everybody coming in. Like if my rent, if my tenants aren't paying their rent, mm-hmm. then that money isn't being reinvested into the next property and it's going to slow things down. So it really is a team effort. Every, everyone's involved from the banks to myself, to my mentors, to, to the tenants. So it all needs to come together. Now you mentioned earlier the who you mentioned your who, not how, which tells me a few things. First, it does tell me you're a boss. Most bosses will say, I need to figure out the who, not the how. Also, it also tells me you're a reader as well. <laughs> what what books have you read that kind of put you on that path to get you where you are now? Because you quoting who, not how immediately tells me you've read the book. Because mm-hmm. anytime I read a book, I quote things from the book and it's not even on purpose. It's kind of out of habit. What books are you reading that are setting you, you feel like setting you apart or or giving you that edge right now? So I am a huge bookworm. (laughs) I was a teacher. And um, if if I could be paid to learn for the rest of my life, I would. And and I kind of feel like I am in this in this journey. So I am constantly reading books, like, you know, taking professional development in like it it's coming from a fire hydrant. (laughs) Actually, I have a retreat this weekend. And I have a whole um, nook with all my books. Um, So I right now I'm reading a book called Seven Figure Flipping by Bill Allen. Bill Allen is actually a Navy guy. Um, He's kind of like the guy that I aspire to be one day. (laughs) Uh, Literally, he he was a pilot in the Navy. And he takes his children for day trips to Disney because he can. But he has a huge heart for giving back to the community as well. In fact, he bought the farmland out behind his house. Mm -hmm. And now like he spends a lot of his time farming that area and then donating the food to the community. Like so cool. Anyway, so I'm reading that book right now. I have tons of favorites who not how is definitely at the top of there. And then like seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey. Um, Can't hurt me when it comes to, to doing the hard things. David Goggins, yeah, that's one of my favorites. That's a really good book. Oh my gosh, David Goggins. As long as you can get past the vulgarity, like there's a really <laughs> good, strong message. Yeah, <laughs> and I I always recommend the Audible part or the Audible book. So I, I mean, I could go on and on about my favorites. Um, I'm constantly quoting them because it's sort of what's shaped me and how I practice in business. I love it. That makes sense, though, because this I mean, which which you what we read and what we expose ourselves to as entrepreneurs, particularly as real estate investors, I know for sure have a super and super. What is it? How would I say it? Maybe not super diligent, but it's a a very direct effect. That's the word I'm looking for. A very direct effect on us and how we do things, particularly when we take the time to put those things into practice. Mm -hmm. Now, with that in mind, let's go back to the who, not how. What did you take from who, not how, and put it into practice? 
who not how is huge to me when it comes to putting together your team so what did you put from who not how into physical action and how did it assist you guys in your team absolutely so i read who not how last summer I was actually in New York getting my hands dirty, um, trying to do some damage control <laughs> with code enforcement, and they weren't happy with certain things, um, in particular our drawing. And so I needed to reach out to an architect or an engineer uh, to, to make them happy. And so I was like, okay, well, clearly I'm not the who in this situation. This is not where I'm trained. So I remembered that my cousin just graduated architect school and, <laughs> you know, this was going to give her some experience and it was definitely a learning experience for her and we got to go through it together. Um, and she like was able to, to do a way better drawing than I've seen from other people. <laughs> okay. And, and then we were able to take that to an engineer who, you know, drew in the firewalls and, and all that good stuff. Right. Um, so like I was in tears constantly <laughs> during that, that job or it's still going actually, right. <laughs> it's been about a year, almost a year now, but, um, you know, I had all these obstacles coming at me. And one of the biggest points in that book is if you, are experiencing some sort of procrastination, mm -hmm. consider that a sign of wisdom to know that you might not be the person for that job and that's okay. And I realized when I started reaching out to people um, that all of a sudden I, I got momentum. It's like, okay, I don't have to be a one woman show here. In fact, I shouldn't be. If, if I am trying to do things that I am not meant to do, mm -hmm. I'm holding myself back, but I'm also keeping somebody else from an opportunity. That, wow, that's, um, I never thought of it like that. I never thought of it the fact that you're keeping someone else from the opportunity to be great in whatever they might be great in. That's interesting. I never thought about that. Okay. That's awesome. I'm going to have to make that note, note to self. Okay, Bookkeeping is not for everybody. That's another who not how thing. And some, some people just love that. <laughs> Eat up. I'm just like, mm. It's wild to see somebody who like loves something that you don't. You, as soon as they're like, yeah, I love going through the underwriting and figuring out how much money you're going to make. Oh, man, oh, listen, just tell me what the number is and we'll go. Let from me that. help you raise capital. I got right? that. <laughs> exactly. Okay, yes, that, exactly. Is, that is not my thing. <laughs> right. Exactly right. Exactly right. Okay. You talked about community. We're going to go into a little bit a discomfort area, right? We're going to talk a little bit about the brand. So... Mm -hmm. You talked about the community. How are you guys impacting community through your, because you're, you're doing the real estate investing, you're fixing things up. Are you mm -hmm. guys taking other ways of affecting the community? And if so, how does that impact like what you guys are doing on the real estate side? So I like, I actually am active on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> I'll put that out there. And I do share a lot of what we're doing. And so you know, I was just in a clubhouse meeting the other day and we were talking about how social media impacts our leads and our business and so forth. Absolutely. And, you know, I've been pretty loud about what we do. I used to be a musician and I had a, a conductor who always said, if you're going to play a note on that rest, you better play it loud and proud and convince that audience that you meant to play it there. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So I try to take that attitude into real estate investing. And so I've been really loud about what I've been doing since mm -hmm. the beginning. And a lot of my high school friends, um, you know, people in our community have at times reached out to me and said, Cindy, you help motivate me. Like, I know your background. I know what you had to overcome. And it makes me feel... <laughs> 
like I can take on the day. And I hadn't heard from this person and I had no idea they followed my content. And and that, made, that just felt really good. <laughs> so I guess I serve the community in that way. I really enjoy, if you ever need a cheerleader, reach out to me. <laughs> I, I love to lift others up and, and cheer them on. Uh, my husband's in some serious education right now, studying general surgery. And um, I've, I've been his biggest cheerleader there. Like, if you need a pick-me-up, reach out. I got you. That is amazing. So you said when you said that, that other people are inspired by you, what I found is particularly when doing branding and all the stuff that we're doing both on real estate side and social media, that is the one thing that you hear the most often. So many people will say, oh, I, I watched you and I know you've been doing it for a couple months and I just, I just decided I'm going to do it now. Because and they mean no, of course, they mean no disrespect when they say it, but because you did it, I know I can do it. Right. So it's it's one of those cool moments. It's awesome. Go ahead. That's another thing. Actually, I took on a mentee. Mm. Um, Yeah. And she is from our hometown as well. I went to high school with her and we've been uh, we've been going for a few months now. And I mean, it was. So another thing from seven habits of highly effective people that I love to apply um, is looking for win-win situations. So she reached out to me and she asked like if I could get on a phone call with her sometime. I'm like, sure. Why don't you go and, you know, read this book, AKA here's the YouTube link. It's free. I'm giving you everything you need and then get back to me because I've realized I need to protect my time as well. And she did. So she got back to me. So that told me she's an action taker. I'm like, okay, let's do this thing. I'm, I'm ready to to teach you what I know. And then also I could use an assistant, (laughs) you know, boots (laughs) on ground. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm paying her to do that too, but it's, it's a process. I'm teaching her what I know. I would, I want to have essentially a trained property manager <laughs> um, to, to function in my place. But then also a really cool thing came along. So I quit my job about a year ago okay. and um, I don't have W2 income anymore. And that's become a little bit of a struggle on the financing side of things with the right. bank. And so, you know, we usually buy properties with cash off market, you get a really good deal. But I found a really good deal that was on market. (laughs) Um, Fortunately, that is a possibility in our community. And I was able to reach out to her and I was like, hey, how's your credit? (laughs) I I got good credit. Don't get me wrong. But um, (laughs) I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pitch you. I decided this like 20 minutes ago. I threw this together. Um, I'm going to pitch you on this deal. Uh, it could be, you know, not your thing. And that's okay. I think you're going to learn a lot in terms of underwriting. Right. Um, but, you know, who knows? We could partner up on this thing. And we, she actually decided to move forward. Unfortunately, by the time the realtors got back to us, there was already an offer accepted. Right. Uh, that's why I love off-market deals because you know, a lot of the time, the ball's in your court. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess I'm serving the community in that way. I was a teacher prior to real estate investing. And, and I've realized, you know, I'm just, I just happen to be teaching my peers now. (laughs) Not so much little kids. Round of applause for the teachers and our (laughs) veterans that are out there. That's once a teacher, Cindy, always a teacher. I don't know any teachers that have ability to avoid teaching. What's really interesting is that we don't always see where we're going as we're going there, if that makes sense. But when you look back and you think now, 
all the things that you've done in the past have culminated to where you are now. And it's just it's just weird. and It's crazy how that kind of works out. You being a teacher. Now you're literally teaching somebody who used to go to school with you, who's being taught at the same time you were. It's just mm-hmm. mind blowing concept. But all right. Anyway, so let's, let's go ahead, please. I'm just I'm just looking super far ahead. Like, right. you know, I've realized that my mission, it's going to have to be bigger than myself if I truly want to make the impact that I want. And so if I can help train up friends and, and people in the community mm-hmm. to kind of do what I'm doing, like that is welcome. I, I wouldn't even call it competition. Like I, I'm welcoming it because, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And so Ooh, wait, you know, wait a second. No, we're not just going to blow by that. Cindy. say that one more time for the people in the back of the room. So they hear it. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And so, I, I just, I want to apply that in this situation. I know that there's so much more. I'm just one person and there needs to be more people involved if we're truly going to make that impact. And so our business is coming to a point where we want to pivot. I don't want to be the hugest landlord. I could probably buy up the half the town if I wanted right. in, in due time, but that's not really what I'm going for. So if I could, you know, eventually become a private lender and help people like my mentee get into the game, you know, we're just win, 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 win situation all around. Let me get a pow, pow for Cindy. <laughs> Man, that was, that's a good, that's a good quote to remember. That's why I had Cindy say it over for those of you who are watching and listening. That's a good quote to hold on to. Now you've taken on being a mentor. At one point you were being mentored, be it by YouTube or wherever else. What's your advice to those who are looking for a mentor right now and finding someone that they want to kind of educate them on? How do they, how does one do that? Well, I think let me first start off by saying that there are a lot of people out there. I mean, all of us have started from the bottom, right? Absolutely. We've had to work our way up. We know and we remember what that was like. And a lot of the successful people that I surround myself with Um, they want to give back and they do want to serve others and help them elevate themselves as well. But they've come to realize that sometimes the, the wealth of knowledge that they're willing to give isn't reciprocated. And so when you, when somebody opens up to you and they're willing to share some golden nuggets with you, don't only just take it in, but then take action and not only take action, but then tell them that you did that thing and how it impacted you and thank them for their time and investing in you. Right. And that goes so far. Ooh, Cindy, you hit the <laughs> nail on the head on that one. Anybody I've talked to that's of a high level as a mentor or is looking at, because even those, let's be honest, everybody can mentor somebody. There's somebody starting from zero right now. And if you're on level one, you can teach them how to get to level one. You don't have to be on level 500. But the one thing that I find that most mentors kind of dislike and it kind of gets on their nerves and they give you information and you don't do anything with it. It's Mm -hmm. the the first way to get them to not be your mentor. So if you don't want them to be your mentor, let them give you some information and just don't do nothing with it. It's Mm -hmm. your, you, yeah, you hit 100% hit that nail dead on the head. Now, before we go into segments, there is one question that has been itching at me that I wanted to hear your opinion on or wanted to hear your thought on. Okay. Earlier, you were talking about how much it meant to you to hear some of the things you're hearing. 
what has been the most impactful story to you from the people who are affected by something that you've done? Wow. You're making me dig, you're making me dig deep. (laughs) One of the most impactful stories. Yeah. What's the most impactful story for you so far? Well, I'm sure I have a better example than this, but this is what's coming to mind right now. All right. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I have, I have one particular tenant. She reached out to me, um, towards the beginning of the year and she was, pretty desperate. Uh, The housing crisis is crazy right now. And it's so hard to find properties to move into. And I think a lot of that, you know, we can, I've thought about it a lot, you can blame the moratorium, like there's a lot of investors out there who'd rather keep their houses empty. (laughs) And then, you know, so this is, this has become, and then there's a lot of turnover as well. So there's a lot of empty houses out there that need to be filled. But at the same time, the demand is there. It's crazy. So she reaches out and she's, She's desperate. She's like, I have a one-year-old child. You know, there's my husband, <clears throat> excuse me, my fiance. Okay. And we're about to be homeless. Like, I need a home. And, um, you know, obviously I furthered the conversation. I'm not just going to hand over a house. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Like, Here's a freebie. <laughs> but, um, no, anyways, we did decide to rent the property to her. And she had a house to live in. It we've been able to, you know, be in communication way better than her prior, you know, landlords. She, we gave her a renovated property way better than she had ever experienced. And definitely, I think it was actually below what she was paying at the other place in terms of price. Um, And then I was able to buy a duplex this summer and I reached out to her. I'm like, Hey, I know things are a little tight quarters there because that's all I had to offer at the same time. Would you be interested and moving into this property I just purchased. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to redo it just like we did the other one. And she's like, oh my gosh, yes. And um, I think the price went up a little bit because we're going to a, a bigger property. But so she moved into that. It was a lot of moving and a little bit of time. But um, now we have her in a, a home, wow. a home that she can be proud of, a home that she can put her family in and be comfortable. And it's just, it's so rewarding to have that kind of back and forth relationship. Like when things go, you know, wrong as they tend to do with older houses, like she's very patient about it and she knows that I'm going to get there as soon as I can. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm in Texas, but uh, somebody (laughs) will get there as soon as they can. But she's been so, so thankful. Um, And then I'm trying to decide if I want to share this, but I was able to give back to her mm-hmm. uh, just yesterday. Actually, you know, things were getting tight. Christmas is around the corner and a lot of landlords talk about, should, should we like take some of the rent off? Should we like give them a free month's rent? Like she's been amazing. Right. And um, I was able to, to take some of her rent off and, and she was so grateful. Um, and, and it didn't feel like a lot to me, but I'm telling you, the gratitude was there. And that just, this whole year <laughs> with this particular tenant, it's just been so rewarding. I, there's, I've got, I've got no words. To me. Like, first of all, I why would you hold on to that? You doing that is absolutely amazing. There are very few real estate investors, real estate agents, property managers who would do that for the, like, this is the second time out of a good five, six, 
60, 70 different uh, real estate investors I've heard speak or talk to that have done it. I've only heard it one other time. And that guy went to a whole nother level. Uh, he's in DC, I think. He, and he sent her on vacation. He sent, <laughs> he sent her on vacation, right? But she had been in his property for 27 years. 27 years a lady had been he, she had doggone there paid down everything on the house in that 27 year time span so you taking care of your tenant again speaks to exactly what your mission is to make an impact in the community and to do great things and allow those people to grow as well as have pride of ownership like you said cindy I, i've got like i'm just amazed like this has been it's so good to talk to you about this kind of stuff particularly when you've had the experiences that you've had I want to make sure others are able to get to you. So when we do this, after we do the segment, we're going to do that little outro piece and then we'll go into FAQ. But for now, we're going to go into go into the segments because I know it's super important. Now. I want to stick to the format. So sure. first question in the segment is your troop to task. And for those who are watching and listening, a troop to task is when Cindy's going to give you one thing you can do right now to move forward in the real estate investing world. It could be books. It could be junking off a cliff. It could be Kung Fu chopping a bamboo tree. I don't know, but we're going to give it to Cindy. <laughs> we're going to let her decide what it's going to be. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing, and I think we've talked about this a lot on this episode is figure out how you can add value, what you can bring to the table. Because in this business, if you put the people first, the money will follow. You know, I, I, I think when you first hear that, you could be skeptical and be like, what? I got to I got to analyze. I got to figure out my numbers. But <laughs> I've seen it time and time again. We just got to put the people first. The money will follow. How can you add value? And that's my number one secret to getting all these off-market deals and, and buying right and, you know, walking into one house with $44,000 equity right off the bat. Um, you just have to, to view people on a, a human level and, and go from there. Mm, I love it. All right. Next question. Next question is, what question do you wish you were asked more often? And what's the answer to that question? I wish <laughs> it's a, a toughie. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. For their sake, honestly, I wish they asked more often, how can I help? Okay. Because when you come to the table and you're, you're willing to bring value, um, it, it's going to come right back to you. Mm. And, and I think if we, if, if I myself went out to more people and asked that question as well, and actually I did this just yesterday, um, then I think we could go a lot farther. I like it. I like it. I think, I think that's, that's absolutely true. What's interesting. I talked to, um, was it Alex? I talked to, I can't remember who I talked to last, but when I talked to him, um, another one of the AWAM crew and we talked, oh, Alex? no. So it wasn't Alex. It was, who was it? Let me see. That girl's a powerhouse. Alex is Shout a out Alex. Yeah, another Alex. military spouse. Hey, hey. <laughs> Alex yeah, is no, just, an just another shout out, if that's okay. She just signed a deal with Bigger Pockets. And she's. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We did put it out, and yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Alex. Alex Brashears is another friend of the podcast, and ob- obviously an AWAM crew member, and she mm-hmm. is an animal. Uh, and the person who I was thinking of was Mandy McAllister. So I talked oh to God. Mandy, yes. and ma- another animal from the AWAM crew. AWAM crew. So she's the leader. Yeah, she's the yeah, leader well, she of is. the pack. She is. She is a beast. <laughs> she's a beast, and she was saying the exact same thing. What was interesting about her comment was that it was how come to the table with something like an answer to the question as well. Like, Hey, how can I help you with your YouTube? How can I help you with your marketing? How, whatever it might be. So you saying that is just kind of tapping on the door right again. So for those who are watching and listening, you've heard it twice now. I'm sure you heard it third time. I think somebody else said it a long time ago. So you've heard it three or four times, bring value to the table and be comfortable with, you know, just being honest about what you can and cannot do. You have to be honest and look for that value and provide that value where you can. So absolutely. And don't count yourself out. You, you have value to bring. Just dig deep. You, you can do it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. We said it earlier as somebody started from zero and you can teach them if you're at one, it, it's mm-hmm. okay. You don't have to be Grant Cardone. You don't have to be Cindy. You don't have to be Mandy. You don't have to be Alex Brashears. You don't have to be Brandon Turner. If you're starting from one and somebody starting from zero, help them get from zero to one because it does a couple things. One, it reinforces what you know as your knowledge. Two, it forces you to grow because now you got to look and double check the stuff that you're talking about. You got to try and go to level two as you're teaching them on level zero. So, you know, uh, get off my soapbox, ladies and gentlemen, but (laughs) it is a great thing to be able to help somebody else. So, Cindy, we're going to hop into FAQ. But before we do that, I want to make sure everybody's able to get a hold of you or reach out to you. What's the best way, best ways and platforms to kind of get a hold of you? Okay, first of all, I am such a millennial. Facebook <laughs> is the number one way. <laughs> um, reach out to me there. Actually, for time management's sake, I recently turned off my notifications. Mm. If y'all have not done that, do it. It changes your life. So I'll get back to you when I get back to you. It's usually in a timely manner, but definitely reach out to me there. Um, I am on LinkedIn. That is not so timely, but feel <laughs> free to reach out there. Um, and then my email address is Cindy Byler, B-Y-L-E-R, R-E-I. So Cindy Byler, R-E-I at gmail.com. I love it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Cindy Byler, we're going to say goodbye for this segment. But we want to make sure you know, remember, you're better than you were, but you're not half as good as you're going to be. Me and Cindy are going to get into the FAQs. We'll see you next time. Cindy, say bye before we go. Bye, (laughs) y'all. Thank you for listening to The Oliver Perry Show. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, be sure to follow Oliver at The Oliver Perry on Instagram, Oliver Perry on LinkedIn, and The Oliver Perry Show on YouTube. Until next time, take care.